are listening to The Unknown Good, a podcast of KZUM 89.3 FM and KZUM HD, produced by Nebraska Transition College, empowering individuals with autism and other disabilities to learn, work, and live within our communities. I am your host, Dr. Stuart Stofferin, and with me today is my co-host and producer, Leo Saravalli, and our guests, Sarah Ruff and Martha Ruff. And, what's your dog's name? Fiona. Okay, and Fiona. The Unknown Good. That's the name of our program, and no matter your age, everyone has a story. We have each struggled, succeeded, failed, celebrated, mourned, faced adversity, summoned courage, continuously shaping who we are. Within all of that, we have either witnessed, participated in, or instigated acts of grace, kindness, and humanity. The Unknown Good is about everyday people, the common Joe or Jane, and their everyday acts of grace, kindness, and humanity, big and small, how they affect us, how they inspire us, and how we can actively look for opportunities to shape the world with more. So let's get to our guests and find out more about her unknown good. Like I said, my guest today is Sarah Ruff and her mom, Martha Ruff, and Fiona. Hi, you guys. How are you doing? Well, how are you? Good. And how's Fiona? She is fabulous, especially okay. today. Well, good. Why, why especially today? Well, today was her graduation, so she is now officially mine. Well, that's awesome, and mm-hmm. I think we'll hide that little nugget until later in the program, so we can't wait to find out what's going on with that graduation. All right, so Sarah, you have no idea what's going to happen today. You just came in out of the, out of the blue. I met you oh, about 10 days ago, maybe 12 days ago, something like that, mm-hmm. and uh, just a couple of days ago, I asked you to come on in here to be one of our guests, so uh, thank you for being here, first of all. And thank you for summoning the courage to come in here and not knowing what questions I'm going to ask you. But that's part of the program. So I'm going to give you a couple of easy ones to start, okay? Mm-hmm. All right. The first one is, are you small town or big town? Big town. Why? Omaha, Nebraska. Why? Why Omaha? What's, what's so special about Omaha? I mean, what I'm saying is, would you prefer, if you had your way... Would you like to live in a small town or live in a big town? Okay. I would never, ever, ever, ever live in a small town. (laughs) Okay. Tell us why. Well, A, in a small town, you'd know everyone. And B, in a small town, there would be horrible public transportation. Mm. C, in a small town, you couldn't walk out, stick your hand up, get a bus, and go straight to the nearest coffee shop. (laughs) Coffee shops are important to you? Oh, yes. And why is that? What's your favorite drink? Probably a white mocha latte with an extra shot of espresso iced. Wow. You've been to several coffee shops in your life, haven't you? I worked at a Starbucks for a while. Okay. Okay. Well, that that says it all. (laughs) Yeah. So one of the first things you mentioned was public transportation. Why is that important to you? Well, as a person who cannot drive, public transportation is really the only way I'm going to get around. Right. Unless I walk... Five miles. Right. Yes. And you initially said Omaha, but you live in Lincoln, mm-hmm. right? Um, is Omaha a, a preference over Lincoln as far as the size of the city, or is Lincoln about perfect for you? Um, Lincoln's all right. It's also college, so... Oh, yes. But... And have you used the public transportation system here? I have tried to. Um, the Greyhound bus here that goes to Omaha either leaves at like six in the morning or 
what, 8 o'clock at night, something around there. So right. Nebraska isn't my favorite place for public transportation. Have you used these the public transportation within the city here at all? Not very much. Okay. I All my classes are in one area, so I have no reason okay, to really. Okay, sure. Yeah. Okay, well, no small town for you. No. Okay. <laughs> Mom, what about you? Are, you know, you live in Minnesota, but what what's a small town, big town? I would love a small town. And would you live in a big town right now? Yes. Okay. Well, there's yes. quite a difference here. Why a small town as opposed to big town? Because I would like a, you know, a plot of land so I could have some goats and some other animals. I'm an animal person. Your daughter's shaking her head no. <laughs> yeah, I know. <laughs> You're not a goat person, Sarah? Not a bugs and mud and <laughs> that area type of person. Okay. Okay, I don't want to prolong. We could talk all day about small town, big town, but I'll give you another <laughs> softball question, okay? Alrighty. All right. Um, do you have an animal spirit? What is your animal spirit and why? Animal spirit. So if you, inside, you know, if you think of all the animals, what animal describes you the best? Probably, I guess probably a dog as well, just because... Well, not a service dog or anything of that sort, because they know when to be quiet. And you don't know when to be quiet? <laughs> Mom's shaking her head. I have a lack of filter, so I guess I would bark whenever I was thinking something if I right. were a dog. So it would work out quite well. Is that about? Is that true statement, Mom? Yes. Yes. <laughs> Very true. Mom, do you have a service, do you have a uh, animal spirit? My animal spirit is probably a cat. Um, wow. I'm a dog quiet. and a cat, small yes. town, big town. <laughs> yeah. I I am quiet and cats are quiet and are somewhat aloof and I'm an introvert, so I see a match there. Okay. And and of course your daughter was shaking her head. I don't know if she was just trying to get her hair out of her face or, or whether she didn't see that you were a cat or quiet or something. Oh, she's definitely an Definitely an introvert. I'm just the exact opposite. (laughs) (laughs) Sarah, if you're, if you're, uh, we're getting a little bit less softball-ish questions here, but if your best friend was sitting here in the studio, what would he or she say are your best traits? What would they, what would they talk? If you weren't, let's say you weren't sitting in here and I was just talking to your best friend, what would they say about you? How would they describe you? Okay. They'd probably say, I... I'm a person who likes to talk about politics and has zero filter in that category. I laugh slash cry pretty darn easily. Mm-hmm. And if they need someone to be there for them, I'm there for them. I and I spend too much money there. <laughs> <laughs> that would be the explanation. <laughs> okay. Yeah. And and is there certain things that you just love to spend your money on? It's just uncontrollable. Coffee. Coffee, yeah, <laughs> expensive. Oh, yes. Starbucks coffees. Mm-hmm. Mom shaking her head. I mean, yeah. nodding her head in agreement. <laughs> well, okay. Uh, you know, let's let's go on a little bit further here. Um, I love to talk about the two essential needs <clears throat> in human existence, and they are to be known and to be loved. Those are... Uh, if you take a look at all of the needs that we need to have met, 
It's those two biggies that, that everything else kind of falls under. Mm-hmm. So how are you loved? How am I loved? How, am you, how are you loved? Well. Because our, we want to be known and we want to be loved. I am definitely loved by my friends and family quite well. Uh, <laughs> hugged? I, <laughs> I, yeah, that's good. Yeah. Mom, how are you loved? Oh, I'm, I'm loved by friends and family and God. Okay. And how are you known? How do people know you? If we want to be known, how do you, how do you reach out to others? I reach out to others by helping them. Um, I do a lot of volunteer work and giving. And whether you want to be known for that or not, it always seems to get your name out there. And even though, like, I don't want to be known, but people know where to go to get help. Okay. What about you, Sarah? How are you known? Um, I'm definitely known for talking to my friends about literally anything that they want to talk about. So listening and then sharing my opinion, whatever category we're talking about. Yeah. I don't know. My friends would definitely warn people about if they don't like talking about politics, probably don't bring anything up in that You know, that's the second or third time you brought that up. What about politics? I mean, are you going to run for office one day? Is that uh, in your future? No, I just have some strong opinions in certain areas. Yeah. And are you, is that figuring into your major in college? Uh, I mean, I'm journalism and advertising, so that would be something that would have to stay out of my major. Right. Okay. That opinion would be... Right, yeah. It's deep inside and just shared with friends. <laughs> and that's interesting, right? Because if you're going to be a journalist and if you're reporting on a subject and if that subject happens to be related to some political issue, mm-hmm. that has to be subdued, right? To get, what, fair and balanced reporting? Yes, no <laughs> fake news. No fake news. <laughs> and what what made you decide on that major? Um. Honestly, journalism kind of runs in the family. My dad's a journalist. My grandpa was a journalist. One of my uncles is a journalist. And um, I just, I don't know. I've always liked writing and talking about stuff that has to do with what's going on in society. But I added in advertising, and I think I'll go into that, honestly. Yeah. Yeah. What, um, is there a particular subject that really gets you going on politics? Without uh, getting too deep into it, since this is a family show. Yeah. <laughs> Just kidding. <laughs> I don't know. Um, uh, probably be building a wall subject. And I don't know, something that's interesting is the pro-life versus pro-choice. Yeah, yeah. That is a dangerous topic. Sure, <laughs> yeah. Well, it, it, it certainly yeah. it, it brings people, and it is difficult to have those conversations without having them go awry, mm-hmm. right? And uh, bringing out emotions. Yeah, exactly. And uh, especially if you've seen that on Facebook, right? You know, it's, uh, anybody can be very courageous on Facebook. Mm-hmm. I've seen oh, that a lot, right? Yes. Trollers, <laughs> so on. That's why it's fun, if you ask me. But... Is it? <laughs> yeah, I have a friend who, and he and I just always talk about politics just for the heck of it, even though we agree. 
And you agree on things, so you don't disagree? Or do you disagree on some topics? We, the majority of things we agree on, but he'll just take the opposite opinion just to devil's conversation. advocate. Yeah. It's just fun. <laughs> She's got a warped sense of fun, doesn't she, Mom? She very much so. <laughs> it's interesting. How old are you, Sarah? 22. 22. And what year are you in college? I'm super senior, so a fifth year senior. Okay. Mm-hmm. And will you graduate this year? December. Okay. Well, yep. it's coming up. Oh yes. Right around the corner. And where do you wanna where do you wanna go with your with your major? Um I'm going straight to St. Paul, Minnesota. Okay. I've always wanted to live in Minnesota and Are you gonna practice your long O's? Oh, I <laughs> you can ask my sister. I have the long O's down the do Minnesota. You? Do you yeah. just have to wait till you cross the border before you start talking <laughs> Minnesota? Hmm? Yes, it helps a lot. Yeah. Well, <laughs> well, you have to make sure that you start your sentences now with a with a hey now and end it with a then, right? Yeah, and then if you pack something up in a bag, it's not a bag, it's a bag. Yeah, right. So, mm-hmm. hey now, how are you doing then? Yeah. That's how exactly, you precisely. have to say it. Yeah. Good. I'll work on it. Please do. Yeah. Is that right, Mom? That's pretty accurate. That That's very accurate. <laughs> okay. All right. So, we talk a lot about, in the unknown good, about grace. The concept of grace. And so grace is described by Philip Goulet as a deliberate attempt to act with loving kindness when we didn't have to do so. Okay. So imagine you're walking into a building and you're pushing the door open and somebody's behind you, maybe not right behind you, but far enough back so you could hold the door for them. But you don't really have to, right? Because mm-hmm. it's not written anywhere that you have to hold that door. That's a very simple act of grace. Mm-hmm. So let's talk about that for a minute. Have you ever been the recipient of grace? And what does that look like for you? The I've definitely been the recipient of grace. Um, in, in what way? That could be a, someone holding the door open right. for me, even though they're a couple of feet ahead. Or if I need some help with something, just having the person stop and help me if I drop something or... Have you ever been in a situation where you've needed that, that help, and somebody's come to your aid? Definitely. Especially friends. Right. And so what would something like that look like? Um, well, if I'm having trouble with a certain... Can I mention seizures? Of course, yeah, of course, yeah. So uh, having epilepsy, if I've been with friends out and about, like on my birthday even, and having a seizure in the bar that we're at, and having my friend pull me over, sit me down, and just stay with me while everyone else is still out there having fun, and she's just with me, and she's like, Sarah, do you want to go home? Or I'm just, yeah, I should go home. So just being there for me, Mm -hmm. and even though everyone's still out having fun, being okay with just leaving. So let's talk a little bit more about what that looks like for you. Uh, for, for all of our listeners who have never seen someone exper- have a seizure or experience that, what does that look like for you? My seizures, it would be um, me smacking my lips and I could say anything. Um, I don't. I know I've yelled at someone to be quiet and leave me alone before during a class. <laughs> and... Um, and then just walking around anywhere and everywhere, <laughs> yeah, not knowing what's going on. Does at it all. happen pretty frequently, or is it, it you just don't know when it's going to happen? Um, it happens pretty frequently, like probably 
two for two weeks in a month every day. Hmm. Yeah. And are your friends aware of that? I mean, do they? Uh, uh, how does that look? You know, if you're in, a, in the middle of a class or something like that, uh, your professors or anything like that, does that um, affect that uh, in any way? I mean, I'm on disability on campus, so I tell the professors that, and if I need to get up and leave because I'm about to have a seizure, which I don't usually do, which I probably should, but... Um, <laughs> do you feel them coming on? Yeah. You do? Okay. I can tell when they're about to happen, so I okay. could just get up and walk out of the classroom and sit in the hallway, so... I'll probably start doing that. I don't know, but and you've got a special guest here. Yes, in, I do. In the in the studio mm-hmm. uh, by the name of Fiona. Tell us a little bit about Fiona. Well, Fiona is my service dog from Domesta Pups in Lincoln. They trained her for the past year, and um, she helps me if I have a seizure. I just have a special word that I'd say when I feel the seizure coming on. And she'd make sure that I didn't get up and wander around when it happened. So, and what does she do when when that happens? Um, she would pull help to pull me to the ground to make sure I don't walk away, and then she'd sit on top of me and until I said she could get off when the seizure was over. And how did you how did you get into this? How did you find out about domestic pups? What was your life like before? And how do you think it's going to be different? Um, I heard about domestic pups from research my family and I did online. And before domestic pups, I definitely, I used to call a friend during a seizure and somehow mention that I was having one and he'd tell me to go back to my apartment. So finally, after that happened enough and after I crossed the street while having one, I decided I should look into a service dog. My parents actually convinced me to look into a service dog. It took crossing a street not knowing you were doing it, huh? Yeah. Mom, how has this changed your life, or how how will it change your life? Peace of mind. Um, finding out that Sarah had crossed the street and ended up at a building not knowing where she was at or how she got there was pretty doggone scary. And... Um, I think that Fiona will keep Sarah safe. So tell us how this, uh, when, when, when did you start having seizures? I started having them in seventh grade, okay. so probably 2009, I think. So it's been quite a while. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and, and we've been down a long road with them. Um, they used to be a lot worse, but uh, we've found... She's had some surgeries to implant some devices that help, and she's. We found some meds that are working. You know, we've been through the whole gamut of medications, and um, so what she's on now is, you know, nothing is stopping them, but they're a lot better than what they were. And so, bringing Fiona into her life, you're looking at the peace of mind that that brings. Yes. I mean, even, you know, even though she has the devices and the medications, she still had a pretty bad seizure last summer. Um, she was with an aunt and uncle and um, her sister and some cousins, and her seizure lasted way too long. Mm. So she was taken by ambulance to the nearest hospital, 
and she finally came out of it. But um, so even though we've taken steps to make things better, you just never know. Right. That's epilepsy. Yeah. 24 7, 365. Yes. yes. Constant worry. Yes. I'm a parent of two neurotypical kids. Yeah. Um, but I don't, I know burden, mm-hmm. but I don't know that burden. Yeah. So we're going to take a quick break. You're listening to The Unknown Good, a podcast of KZUM 89.3 FM and KZUM HD. Our guests today are Sarah Ruff and Martha Ruff, and our special guest, Fiona. I'm your host, Dr. Stuart Stoffrin, with my co-host and producer, Leo. We'll be right back. The Unknown Good is a podcast produced by Nebraska Transition College, whose mission is to empower individuals with autism and other disabilities to learn, work, and live within our communities. In addition to the partnership with KZUM, we would like to recognize Cassie Olin and the Nebraska Realty High Five team for their support in underwriting this podcast. Buying and selling, look her up. We would also like to recognize Green Flash Brewhouse and Eatery at 1630 P Street in Lincoln, host of our Atypical Ale Project, where good food, good beer, and great conversations lead to connected communities. If you want a good burger washed down with a fantastic IPA, look no further. Okay, we're back here uh, with Sarah and Martha and our special guest, Fiona. And uh, we were talking about grace and our inner animal spirit. And we have a dog and a cat here. So uh, I'm glad you guys aren't fighting it out in the room. No, no. (laughs) All right, let's, let's... Ask you a couple more softball questions here. Are you a tweeter, Instagrammer, Facebooker, all of the above, or none of the above? Um, tweeter when it's required for a class. <laughs> but it's not a pleasurable product? Um, pro- not anymore. Not since high school. Oh, okay. <laughs> is, that a, is that a fad that's gone and now only old people use it? Honestly, I'm not sure. <laughs> Mom doesn't use it, so. Oh. Yeah. Ooh. <laughs> so that's real old. Yeah, no kidding. Yeah. <laughs> mm, harsh. Uh, love you, Mom. <laughs> <laughs> so what are you? Facebooker? Uh, I don't really post on Facebook or Instagram, but I definitely use both of them. So are you a Snapchatter? Definitely. Okay. Mm-hmm. So, so I don't use it, so I imagine that it's it's only for young people, right? I'm, Mom, do you Snapchat? I don't even know how. Yep. Yeah, <laughs> me neither. And I'm happy not to. Yes. Mm. All right. Well, uh, I know we've been talking a little bit about um, seizures. Mm-hmm. Let's educate our, our listeners a little bit more on that. Are all seizures the same? Definitely not. Okay. So you've met one person with, a, with who has seizures. That means you've met one person who has seizures? Yes. And so... When it comes to training Fiona and any other service dog, how does that work? What do they? How do they train them? Well, for training the service dogs, for Fiona, they had to train her, of course, how to sit, wait, down, lay down, all that jazz. And then they also had to train the. They had to train Fiona, what to do when I had a seizure, so. 
they would have to train her first what my seizures would look like and what I would then what she would do when I had the seizure. What she would do when I said the special word that meant the seizure was happening. Pulling and, a rope. And how do they do that? How do they train them? Who did they involve? Well, for Fiona, the um, NSP, Nebraska State Penitentiary, the criminals there helped to train her. Um, one criminal in particular. So there's a group of criminals that helped to train dogs there from domestic pups. Right. And that's pretty amazing. Yeah, it really is. Yeah. you got people from the state penitentiary, uh, Lincoln Correctional Facilities, who actually helped to train these dogs for, mm-hmm. for like a year, right? Yeah. And do I understand it correctly that uh, did they have to send a video of you having a seizure to uh, the folks or did they you just describe your seizures and then they mimic them? Is that how they train the dogs? They asked for a video, but I don't know that Sarah ever got the one. She has Skyped with them a few times. Okay. I don't think I ever got a video. I think I just described it. Okay. And then the inmates will mimic the seizure. Yeah. And then provide the dog the ability to respond to that practice. Right. Yep. And so you've met Fiona only 12 days ago? Yeah, only 12. And how has the training been since you've been here? It's went really well. Is, I... it, is it just pretty easy? You just get up at 1 o'clock in the afternoon and... And you're done at five o'clock in the afternoon. You just it's uh, sit by the pool or something. <laughs> Definitely not. It's not okay. It was wake up at seven a.m. every morning, go to breakfast at eight a.m., and be doing all the training that included walking them around in public, um, making sure that they actually listen to you as the new owner of the dog, and really forming a relationship with the dog, and all of that ending at like six o'clock seven o'clock oh my goodness it's a long day oh yes <laughs> is it long. every day yep every saturdays and sundays day. too yeah okay and during the course of that did you have a seizure i had two actually and how did your dog respond was it at the beginning at or end or how did they it was towards the beginning of the training time um I, the first one, I don't even think I really did well telling her what to do. The second one, I tried to get her to cover me like she was supposed to, and she never did. But also part of the training is forming a relationship with your dog Mm -hmm. and making them want to be there with you. So you really can't just snap your finger and expect them to do what you say. So is it fair to say that the real work starts now? Yes. (laughs) And you head, you head back tomorrow. Yep. Back or head back is just here in Lincoln for you, right? Yeah. But... So what does that look like for you? Are, are you scared? Are you, I mean, not scared, but are you, are you a little bit nervous? Or how does that... You're on uh, your own now. I'm kind of nervous. Just I have to take her to work with me and such. So that's really all I'm nervous about. But I don't know. It's going to make sure that I keep going through my day. And right. it'll be good. It'll be a really great, great time. Mom, how is this? What's this experience been like for you these last twelve days? Well, it was long days. It was hard work. We all learned all the commands, and there must have been thirty or forty, maybe more commands. But watching the bond build between the dog and Sarah has just been phenomenal. 
Um, I think there's a mutual love there. And um, I have no doubt in my mind that Fiona is very capable of doing what is needed to keep Sarah safe. Okay. There's that peace of mind coming back, right? Right. Yeah. Sarah, what does the world need now? The world now? What does the world need now? It's, <laughs> wow, okay. <laughs> There's a song that you don't know. It's by Burt Bacharach. Yeah, yes. I obviously do not know Yeah, you song. don't. Your mom is nodding her head like she does. She, <laughs> we, she and I both know what that song is. You don't. But he asks a question. You know, he, he doesn't ask a question. He tells the world what it needs. But what do you think the world needs? I think the world needs more acceptance for people out there. What do you mean? Well, I think that the world is filled with a little bit too much judgment comparing on a person, what they look like, how they act. I don't know who they hang out with. So. Have you ever been the recipient of that judgment? Um, not me personally, not really. Do I've... people ever judge you because of your uh, diagnosis of epilepsy? Um, one person may have been a little scared to be around me, but I feel like I've been pretty lucky in comparison with some mm -hmm. stories I've heard. Right. So, but something must have touched you in a way. Did you witness some sort of uh, episode that makes you feel that way? Yeah, I met someone who had, um, well, okay, I heard some stories for some people from some people with epilepsy um, who were pretty harshly judged because of it. Right. I heard someone is made fun of in school because of seizures, which I don't understand how anyone would enjoy something like that. But just hearing that someone's made fun of simply for a health issue, I really think people need to take a deep breath and step back and realize that's not something to judge people on. It's something you should just care about and right. not laugh about. <laughs> right. Have you ever been in a situation where you've seen some, you know, a form of bullying or instance that involves a, a vulnerable person being made fun of? I guess I have seen someone just in grade school get made fun of because they weren't friends with the people anymore, so these people skipped around the person singing, you're not our friend anymore, and then mm -hmm. they transferred. So I've definitely seen some bullying. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And that was pretty awful. Right. It sparked some emotion. Yeah. Mom, what does the world need now? More kindness. And I'm with Sarah on... People need to be more tolerant of differences, whether that be differences in uh, health or color or background. There just seems to be so much hate out there, and that's pretty sad. And you've witnessed, or what, what brings you to that? That's true. <laughs> yeah. Yes. I... I or are you just on Facebook too much? No, it's not Facebook. Um, I see it. I see it with 
certain communities, people saying, if you're here, you should only speak English. Um, or uh, even amongst uh, people who come from different countries in Africa, people just are not tolerant of them and the difficulties that they have. I've worked with the Sudanese a lot. And um, it's just mind-boggling, the pain that they carry with them and people not being very patient because learning English is hard. It's one of the hardest languages out there with the exception of maybe Chinese. And um, not only the language, but, you know, the body language and facial the, expressions that you, you know, have to learn and right, understand. Right. And the culture. And the culture. culture You're yeah. absolutely correct. Because what is acceptable to them and their culture is not always good here. Right. And vice versa. Right. You know, if we're right. in the Midwest, um, how do we greet each other? We say, hi, how are you? Right. right. But some in some cultures, it's a kiss on the cheek. Could you imagine doing that here in the Midwest, going up to a stranger and giving him a kiss on the cheek? No. Saying hello? No. no. <laughs> no. Would work, right? It'd put you in no. jail here. Right, right. <laughs> yeah, no. <laughs> let's let's give you one more question here, because I know that uh, you guys got to get going. I want you to relax a little bit today after this long week. If you were told that you only had six months left to live, but during those six months, you would continue to maintain good health for at least three of those months before starting a decline. What would you do? What's your first things? I would definitely go to New York City. New York. Yes. And then Seattle, Washington. With Fiona, of course, and our little journey together. That's right, because your journey starts now and it mm-hmm. and it doesn't end. Well, it does end. And that's another thing, right? To talk yeah. about that, you know. I always say that I've got two dogs, and uh, I've heard the saying, dogs will give you some of the best years of your life and one of your worst days. Yeah. <laughs> right? I, yeah. Yeah, we've been there. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you understand. And I can imagine the, the, the bond you have with Fiona from this point forward. How old is Fiona? Fiona is two. Two. Mm-hmm. Okay. So New York, Seattle. Yeah. Are those your number one and number two priorities or is that one priority wrapped up into two, into two cities one priority wrapped into okay, two cities yes. all right what's your next one and then uh, i think spending as much time with family and friends as possible making sure that if i were to die in six months fiona would have a good place to live afterwards mm. and then i think Think Washington, D.C. Okay, yeah, you're sandwiching family and friends in between a couple of cities, right? A couple yeah. of adventures. That's awesome. Yeah. And you're thinking about Fiona and the way, so do you, have, you said you've been there with dogs before. Have So you've had pets before, Fiona? Yeah. And Fiona is not just a pet, right? Fiona is very special. Mm-hmm. But, uh, and your pets have been dogs? Yeah, we've had, um, first we had two cats and then two dogs and they have, my parents and sister have two cats again now. Okay. So having Fiona is not new for you to experience a pet. No. Mom, you only have three things. What are your top, maybe not just three things. What, 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 what goes to your mind about what would you want to do 
with that time? For me, I would want to make sure my family knows that um, I love them. I would want to probably go on a religious retreat and um, make sure that I could do as much as possible to pave the way for my children's futures to be as easy as possible. Hmm. Well, we've heard uh, a little bit about Sarah's background. We know she's a student. She's a, what'd you call yourself? A, not a senior, but super senior. Super senior. So yeah. you got just, uh, so this is beyond your fourth year. Yes. And you're going to graduate this year, and you've been here with Domestic Pups, and you've met Fiona, your, um, would it be appropriate to say seizure dog or, or service dog who responds to seizures? Yeah, I think seizure response dog. Seizure response dog. Yep. Met her 12 days ago, and you're mm-hmm. going to get ready for your new life with a seizure dog, seizure response dog. <laughs> yes. Mom, where are you coming from, and what's your background? This is the big reveal. The big reveal. Um, I am here from St. Paul, Minnesota. Um, actually just relocated there about a month ago. So really I come from Bellevue, Nebraska. Okay. And what did you do or what do you do? In Bellevue, I was, uh, I worked in the Bellevue Public Library, head of circulation, loved books, loved to read, um, I am currently looking for employment up north, hopefully in the same field. And uh, I've got an 18-year-old that I hope to help her find her way. That's always our job, isn't it? Yes. As parents. Yes. I've got a 29-year-old who lives in Portland. Wow. And occasionally I still have to help him find his way. Yeah. i got a 22-year-old who's still trying to find his way, mm-hmm. but working towards it, right? Right. But never-ending burden. Never-ending burden. But a good burden, right? Most yes. of the times. Yes. Most of the time. I hope so. I hope so, yeah. <laughs> Leo, are you a good burden? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's been one- really wonderful having you guys here. Thank so thank you, you so much. much. At the end of a, a really long but productive and wonderful week, I hope. Definitely. Uh, thank you very much for taking time today on the graduation day. It's been a long day, but you Why took time out at the end of the day. And Fiona's chilling, um, just chilling right below us on the floor. So it's been wonderful having you here. So thank you, Sarah thank and you. Martha. Thank you both. This is going to wrap up this episode of The Unknown Good. Our guests today, again, have been Sarah, Martha, and Fiona. Thank you guys for being with us. The Unknown Good is a podcast produced by Nebraska Transition College in partnership with KZUM 89.3 FM and KZUM HD. For my producer and co-host, Leo. Sarah Volle. I'm Dr. Stuart Stofferin. Thank you very much for joining us. Thank you. Rich folks strolling through the hallways Conversation smoking wine Silver spoons and morning coffee